All right, everybody, Jacob Suncher, managing editor at fearthefin.com, joined by Marcos White, staff writer at also fearthefin.com. Uh, Sharks just wrapped up a four game road swing. Don't look at me like that, Marcus. All right, uh, three games. <laughs> that's really professional. Three yeah. games, three games in Eastern Canada, one game in the Windy City, Chicago, and now they return back home where they'll host Calgary on Tuesday. Uh, I've never given the date on these before. I guess I should start doing that. Today is Monday, December 19th in the the year of our Trump 2016. Uh, All right. 2016. It's clearly dead. So I was (laughs) going to say the year of our Lord, but God is dead. Um, You sound like the Sharks finished that road trip. In one of those like Christian movies with uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Underwritten, which is clearly uh, redundant. Uh, So that this is a, it's a, it's a pretty good road trip. Sharks managed to get six points out of a possible eight on that road swing. Um, they probably didn't deserve to win, I don't know, those games. Uh, you know, I thought that they played well enough to win the game last night. Uh, they probably didn't deserve to win either of those uh, back-to-back games against Toronto or Ottawa. Uh, they were pretty pretty fortunate, I thought, in both of those contests. You know, came from behind late and won both of those in shootouts which is fine because they've lost games that they probably should have won this year. And that's the yeah, way exactly. the, yeah, exactly. the hockey thing works. So I'm not complaining or anything. Uh, what was your uh, takeaway from this Sharks road trip? Uh, I think they played, uh, they played pretty well in Toronto as the game wore on. I thought, you know, they, they came back. Uh, that game was, that game was really fun to watch. That was probably the most exciting game of the trip. Cause it was just, you know, we're, we don't get many chances to watch Mitch Martyr, uh, Michael Nylander and Austin Matthews and co. And they are, absolutely as good as advertised um and the sharks i thought had a good comeback against what i think is a good toronto maple leafs team it's hard for me to speak those words unironically uh ottawa you know definitely you could see it was the that was the second night of the back-to-back right um and i think that you could definitely tell between in that game that you know they were you know uh, lacking in energy a little bit, but at the same time, you know, they, they, they lost a game at home to Ottawa that they probably deserve to win. So, you know, you'll take that, uh, you'll take that win as you can get it. Uh, Martin Jones is, you know, establishing himself as a shootout God. Uh, and then the Montreal game, I thought they, I thought they, put, they got off to a really hot start. Their power play was, was dynamite. Couple of first career goals in Teal for Timo Meyer and David Schlemko, uh, which is always good to see. And then, you know, you had the Carey Price mini Patrick Waugh meltdown, which is, which was fun. Uh, and then, and then I think last night, the the road trip just really kind of caught up to them. Uh, you know, they started strong, they had a good start and then got down. Really, it was a close game late. And then Chicago, you know, like we were talking about before the show, Chicago got a third goal uh, off an odd man rush that the Sharks were trying to, you know, find a tying goal. Uh, and then they added an empty netter to make the score appear a lot less closer than it was. So, you know, six points out of eight on a road trip against those teams, you got to take it uh, and puts the Sharks in a good position. I believe they're still first place in the Pacific division. So they're, uh, they're in, they're in good, sh- they're in, they're in very good shape. They continue to be and uh, you know, some, some impressive debuts uh, on the road trip that are potentially going to leave them with some roster headaches uh, going forward. Now, before we move into that, I would like to hit you with uh what I hope to be a recurring feature on the Fear the Fin cast. Here's the overreactionary Fear the Fin 
at tweet of the road trip. Uh, this is a pretty good one. Do, 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 do. Hold on, this is good. Uh, is it for me? No, 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 no. Uh, this is not. We didn't tweet this. Someone tweeted this at the Fear the Fin account. To be can clear. I get on this? Like in the fear, am I exempt? Or Martin I Jones. You can't. You know, you're not exempt. I know. But anyone is eligible for this. I'm just saying okay. this was in the mentions of the Fear the Fin account. Okay, good. Relax over there. Good lord, it's only nine thirty <laughs> in the morning. Ah, God, uh, I tweeted. Mar- uh, this is. I'm just giving context. I'm not nominating myself for this. To be clear. I tweeted, Martin Jones wasn't at his best tonight, but six out of eight points on this road trip is very good. I won't give the name of the person who tweeted this, mostly because I don't want any idiots to be going into this person's mentions like yeah. assholes. So, so, so don't, don't do that. Don't be a dick. This is just... 2005, to guys. Don't be an a-hole. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> uh, sure, in a division that is cutthroat for points. So... Sorry, guys. Apparently, the Sharks got booted out of the Pacific last night. We got dropped <laughs> right into the Metropolitan Division. So yeah, right. now we have to take the division seriously again. No more fun. Six out of eight points is no longer good enough. It's oh, over. Man. That's, a, uh, that's, so a, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. Your uh, overreactionary Sharks take of the Fear of the Fincast. So we can that's move good. on. I, I like that's good. I like this as a regular like- yeah, oh, man, I can, I can have the, one of these every single podcast without even trying. Uh, moving on. Cutthroat Let's talk about the roster. Cutthroat. They've got two Who's games in hand. LA's got a game in hand on them, and they're up five points on LA. I know. Uh, they've got a game in hand on Edmonton, and they're up two points on them. They're, they've played as many games Just as the Ducks, the and they've got two points. Like, the, the Sharks are the only team above 500 in the division. Other than the Kings. I know. <laughs> like, that's just... And I'm not going 500 hey, by point percentage. I'm going by wins and then losses plus right, overtime right. losses. Because that's how you really do it. Right. Also, worth noting that... Uh, and I didn't know this until uh, the Justin Bieber of Twitter, at Jeffler, uh, tweeted this the other day. Uh, did you know that he is? Uh, that goal differential on NHL.com is calculated by... Uh, that they include... Uh, they they add or subtract a plus one minus one for shootout wins and losses. What? Now you get a plus one on goal differential. I hope they I hope they get rid of the loser point in the next CBA. Like I just, it makes me like just unreasonably angry. Like they just need to bring ties. the loser Give me the tie, baby. I'm ready. Three yeah, points at a tie. Why wouldn't you use the loser point in the playoffs then, if you have it in your regular season? Because the NHL is stupid, that's why. Oh, man. It's a stupid league. Yeah. I love hockey, but I hate the NHL. <laughs> yeah. Well that's, said. That's, that's basically every NHL fan, though. So yeah. none of us are fans of the league. Yeah. We just like hockey. Even fans who have, Obviously. like, significant disagreements about how how they view the game, how they view the sport. Like, I think that's a pretty unanimous. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, we can all join arms on hating the NHL. It's like, no, no, I'm a hockey fan. I'm not an NHL fan. Jesus yeah. Christ, watch yeah. your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> if you like saying, uh, if you like talking to soccer fans, be like, oh, yeah, no, big FIFA fan. Love FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> that, quite that, the wide, people widespread don't... corruption that we know of. <laughs> well, that's because there's not uh, enough competence in the NHL, nor enough money in the NHL to uh, have such corruption. Seth Blatter for NHL commission. Yo, ooh, Blatter 2018. Uh, all right, we're gonna talk about the Sharks roster before I get uh, 
uh, oh wait, I was I almost said impeached because I apparently have a U.S. <laughs> politics on the brain. Nice, solid. Uh, wow, I can't even think of the word right now. Uh, we're just gonna move on. Sidetracked. Mm. Okay. Anywho, <clears throat> roster uh, Sharks roster. They're, they have got fourteen forwards on the roster, and actually have fourteen forwards that uh, allegedly can play in an NHL game tomorrow night. Um. Well, theoretically, on Friday, there was a potential that they couldn't if Logan Couture right. couldn't play because yes. he wasn't an LTIR, all right? There was a Michael Haley joke. Just play with me here, all right? We're moving on. We're walking. Good Lord. Uh, Marcus is giving me all kinds of shit with his faces today. Oh, my. It's just – it's it's great. He, he's I love sitting there in his, like, you know, Disneyland T-shirt at 940 in the morning thinking that he's, you know – got this uh superiority complex i i wouldn't say i'm just i just got a smile on my face man i i, I think you're reading into it's it. monday uh all right all right <clears throat> so um i don't know what the sharks are gonna do about this That's, to be honest with you i have no idea i think this is the first we were talking about before the show this is the first time i can recall this season they've had 14 healthy forwards when they've been at home they had 14 forwards to start that road trip that uh you know, Carlson got injured in, and then Tomas Hurdle got injured in, and then all of a sudden it was a war of attrition. They were a mash unit, pretty much. Um, there's a Rogue One reference to make, but I won't make it. Uh, Thank you. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for Jake. He hasn't seen it yet, and you know, it's it's too early. It's too soon. January podcast. I'm going right. to be. It's on the table. Yeah, I'm going to be. I'll be dropping. I'll be dropping some references. Um, but yeah, no, I think the. Uh, I think. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, I think they could just keep everybody. They've certainly got the cap space, but, um, you know, that, that hasn't really been, that hasn't been Doug Wilson's uh, MO this season. Um, so I, I think they've got, they've got some interesting decisions to make here. The guys who were scratched last night, excuse me, were, uh, you know, it was, it was Michael Haley and Matt Nieto. Uh, I both of them would require waivers to get sent down. You'd be losing either for free uh, if they got claimed. Uh, I'm not sure if either of them would get claimed. I'm not sure what the interest on them around the league is. Um, I, I think it's safe to say it's not very high. Uh, could waive Dylan DeMello as well, but I think they want the insurance defenseman. Um, and he's and his been, interest level is much higher. Yeah, he's he's been too good. Yeah, I think to waive so. You know, it, 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 Wilson, I think, has a couple options. I think he can, I think he can send down Timo Meyer before. He could probably, you know, maybe send down Meyer today for the technical, you know, nature of the transaction. Call him back up tomorrow. Have him play. The Barracuda do play tomorrow at one fifteen. Oh my god! Uh, against the Stockton Heat. Can you? Now that's a good question. Could he play in both games? That I am not sure. I am going to look that up. Uh, I don't I, think he I believe should. people have played AHL and NHL games in the same day. Oh, that would be insane. I wouldn't do that with my first round draft picks, but you theoretically no. Uh, in twenty fourteen, Rocco Grimaldi played um, played for the AHL Rampage and then played for the uh, played for the Colorado Avalanche and for the Panthers. Excuse me, at the same day. Uh, oh, I remember that. Yeah, uh, waiting for the rampage Tuesday morning, and then he flew to. Uh, I think yeah. Then he then he hopped on a plane to Los Angeles and played for the Panthers. 
Well, I'm sure he didn't get on a on a on a bus from San Antonio. Yeah, no. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they do one of those uh, cap movie Timo Meyer uh, send down yeah. call up things. Yeah. And if they do that, I am not writing. And this is saying right now, I'm not writing uh, a paper move post about this. I did that all last season, and I swear to God, I'm not doing it, Doug Wilson. Not. I'm, I'll, I'll do it so we get the hits. I'll I'll do it so we get the hits. So we get the hits. Okay. We get, we get the, the, con, the traffic. We get the traffic. That's sweet traffic. Yeah, I love I, I love that. Um, what do you think they should do? Well, I think that they should uh, send out Michael Haley, and that should be the end of it. Yeah. And they should never call him up again. But I also think that they should wave uh, Matt Nieto and call up Nikolai Goldobin if they're not going to play him. Matt Nieto's not on the not not a guy anymore. So okay, yeah. so move, move on then. You know, I mean, I, I don't know or what to tell you. Bring up a Ryan Carpenter as the thirteenth forward, or yeah, exactly. But Nieto play with the Barracuda. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, uh, I, I thought I, I thought the group they dressed last night. I think that's a fine group. Um, I think that Tommy Wingles has played well enough, at least scored enough, that he's earned a spot on the roster. You know, especially given how little the Sharks have scored this year, you're not going oh, yeah, yeah. to scratch a guy that's got four goals when nobody else has close to four goals. So yeah, that's yeah. just the way it's going to go. So I think having that – I mean, a fourth line, uh, you know, with uh, Tommy Wingles, Joe Ward, and Melker Carlson, it's a really good fourth line. That is fine. I'm, I'm yeah, perfectly fine with addressing that. I mean, yeah, exactly. And then once, uh, yeah, once Hurdle comes back, okay, you you bump down one, and you know maybe if you scratch Wingles at that point, then you know, okay, then that's a tough decision, but be to make. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think with with this roster now, I mean, yeah, I don't have a problem scratching Nieto over, you know, I mean, I mean, who do you put Nieto in the lineup for? I mean, over Carlson, yeah. no way. Over Ward, no way. Yeah, I think over I think Meyer, we're at no way. Over LeBanc, no way. He's been forced out. By by better younger players, I think we're at the point now with the lineup where, um, you know, if they are carrying fourteen, uh, you know, Nieto's pretty firmly the thirteenth best forward on the team. We thought he was probably the twelfth best forward when Meyer wasn't up, but it's clear that that's at least through a few games, that's reconfigured it. Um, you know, he's he has only played two games, so, but if you know, scoring you score in your first game, I don't, I'm not sure if that you know you'll you'll get sent down. I wouldn't be surprised if they send him down. Uh, I think the real, I, I could see them keeping 14 and just, you know, doing these paper moves, like just working the Barracuda shuttle to, to keep the cap, uh, the cap room maximized. Um, I think this, we will, ha- you're going to, the move, it's going to come to a head though. When Tomas Hurdle's healthy. To uh, me, that's when- I, I just feel like it's, uh, it's pointless. You yeah. Know, I, I, I feel like they could send down uh, Haley, uh Haley or, or just Nieto and keep Haley up as a 13th guy. I've got no problem with that. And if they yeah. want to put in Haley every once in a while, if they want to do, have him as insurance, as a uh, – well, as insurance because, you know, yeah, you yeah. should have a 13th forward. Or as a guy, if they want to be have the ability to have this, you know, wake-up call type guy, then, you know, that's fine. Yeah. That's, you know, the coach's prerogative. I don't have a problem with that either. And then Nieto gets to play more regularly with the Barracuda. I think that's good also. Um, I think that's fine. I think you're just, you know, dicking around otherwise. Uh, and I think then if Nieto gets picked up, okay, cool, then he gets an opportunity to go play somewhere else. Because I feel like I understand the Dylan DeMello thing where people – to let him go for nothing. Nieto was clearly not that guy, so give him a chance to either play regularly with the Barracuda 
or give an opportunity to play somewhere else. Because right now, I feel like what the Sharks are doing with Nieto is kind of a dick move. Yeah. I understand mean, that, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a, a business and it's, yeah. you know, they have a, a, an obligation to do what's right for the Sharks, but they're gaining nothing here. And it's a player they drafted. They drafted him, you know, five years ago in the second round. They thought, they thought highly of him. Um, clearly thought highly enough of him to draft him there. You know, I think he hasn't, he's never really lived up to the promise, so to speak, of that first year, but he, he also really hasn't matched uh, the height, you know, the the standard he set in that first season. You know, he was he was so good with Couture and Marlowe on that, you know, the Sharks' de facto second line under Todd McClellan. Um, you know, I, I think if he got waived, I think there's a good chance that he get he could get claimed. I mean, he's he's only 24 years old. He's still an RFA. He's on a he's on a pretty cheap deal. Uh, he he does have some speed. I certainly. I still think he's an NHL player. Um, I just don't think he's better than 12 of the Sharks forwards right now. Now, if they send down, you know, Timo Meyer and they just wait, uh, you know, they just, they're basically just bring up Meyer for road trips and they just kind of wait out uh, the hurdle injury. And then they, you know, make these hard decisions. I could see it, but um, you know, I, I think they, they would have liked to have Nieto maybe play a little more and, you know, kind of have his trade value, uh, a little higher, um, you know, I, at, at some point you got to do, you just got to cut, cut your loss. You got to realize it's a sunk cost. You've, you know, you're, you might not get a lot for him and just, you got to do what's best, uh, for the roster. And I think, you know, we've seen Wilson is, is willing to do that. Uh, when guys, uh, you know, get passed on the depth chart. I mean, he signed, he signed Adam Burrish to that long four year deal wave. Yeah, that's, wave. that's- yeah, Waved that was him one after of the two years. Contracts of all time that, that yeah. Wilson has made. That was terrible. He, at the time. he admitted the mistake and he, and he waived him. Yeah. Well, but and, I think the thing is, though, is that Matt Nieto has uh, maybe and not not when he was drafted, but I mean, I think the past couple of years we uh, and I can't speak for Doug Wilson, but like, I mean, we know this is not a guy that's ever going to have any trade value because the NHL doesn't, as a whole, doesn't value a player like this. This is the kind no, of yeah, guy exactly. that a more that, that this is a, like a sleeper guy that you're going to be able to have right. possession driven that is not going to score, but it's still valuable on your fourth line or third line or whatever. He, he's going to fulfill a role, but he's not, you know, this is the kind of role player that coaches should be looking for, not Michael Haley, but that's not the kind right. of role player coaches. Most coaches or GMs are looking for. So he's never going to be valuable trade wise. It's just not going to happen. So, um, I think that either the Sharks need to play him, and right now you're right, it doesn't make sense. I mean, do you think I? I don't see a reason for them to send out Timo Meyer at this point. I feel like to to me, he's the kind of guy. Once you call him up, you're you're not sending him back down. This you got to give him. You got to give him more of a look. He's only played two games. I mean, he scored a goal in his first game. I thought he played decently against the Blackhawks, and you know, well, he had he led the team in uh in Corsi. Yeah, he I mean, he's yeah, he's 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 establishing himself uh in the same way, you know. The same way LeBanc did. Uh, LeBanc hasn't been sent down. Um, I think they knew. I mean, at this point, you can't send LeBanc down because LeBanc's been too good and scored no. too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got five goals. Like you were talking about Wingles. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think you just cut bait. Uh, I'm not sure what the waiver order is for the NHL. Um, I'm, I'm pulling up uh, cap friendly. I want to see who's got what in terms of salary cap space. I mean, I think okay. there'd be some interest in Matt Nieto. Uh, 
But like know, a guy I, like um uh, remind me the the other his Long Beach buddy that just got waived didn't didn't get anything. Emerson Needham. Yeah, he went right to the AHL. And if and nobody picked up Emerson Needham, nobody's picking up Matt Nieto. Needham got waived recently. Yeah, the Ducks waived him. I believe so, right? Wow, he's yeah, you're right. He's playing with the goals. I did not yeah. realize he got yeah. waived. It, it, nobody is going to take Matt Nieto. I can almost guarantee. Needham's a first round former first rounder, right? That's what I'm telling you, dude. People do not value players like that, and that's why the NHL sucks. <laughs> I mean, he had 12 points in 39 games last year. Yes, I realized Vancouver was bad, but like they were really bad. I don't know what line he was playing on. I he's guess like, in fairness. he's always he's had like you know 10 or 11 points. In every NHL season, but he has never played more than forty-five games. I know. Like, he, he's also been shuttled around from team to team to team to team. He's never had any consistency with any coach, with any team, with any anything. If I was a different, if this was a different Sharks team and they didn't have, I know that's a guy had, I would like to give a. a that's a that's a guy Wilson would have claimed, like when he oh, played yeah, Kyle absolutely. Wellwood. Like that. Yep. That's. Like the 2010 11 Sharks would have absolutely given Emerson Needham a look. Yeah, I but think this so. team is uh, too deep in the pro- like this year especially. I think this is a Sharks team that I don't even like look at guys that get waived anymore because the team's yeah. too deep in the prospect pipeline. Yeah, like like even guy like uh, Teddy Purcell that the Kings waived. Yeah, you know that's a guy that during the uh, off season I was really interested in, but now it's like. They don't have a spot for him. They really don't. I still yeah. think Teddy Purcell's an NHL player, but I mean, the Sharks don't need. I think Emerson Needham. Don't need anybody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, maybe. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, if, if Edom didn't get claimed, then I don't think. Uh, way Nieto gets claimed. I you no know way. I think maybe Edmonton. I mean, he was certainly more of a regular with Todd McClellan than he was here. And I, I think that's the, a good point. I guess. The, I think the Oilers. Um, I think the Oilers have the space. I'm looking right now at the uh, uh, cap. They've got to have cap space. The Edmonton Oilers have, they, you know, they got four million in uh, in cap space. Like, how is that all I'm, they have? What are they doing over there? Yeah, man. Lighting money on fire. I mean, you got like he's. I mean, like, you got to think he's better than. Like, I'm looking at some of their wingers. He's better than Matt Hendricks. Yes, he doesn't offer the physicality. Like, they've got Zach well, they Cassian. Got Lutz, like. Like they've got guys on two way deals. I, you know, I, I think that could be a, that could be a landing spot for him if he got waived. I really do. Um, but you know, and then you know, I would have, I would have, but I, then again, I, I, even though Edom wasn't necessarily a regular with the Ducks, um, I would have thought Minnesota could potentially have been a landing spot for him when he got waived. And now to see that he's playing with the San Diego goals is a. Uh, yeah, so maybe the, maybe the Long Beach Bros will reunite in the AHL, but yeah, that's I. They're it's going to be interesting to see what they do tomorrow because very quickly the decisions are coming to a head. Uh, like you said, once you call up Meyer, you pretty much committed to. Uh, and I don't think they expected to have faced this decision because I don't think they expected Kevin LeBanc to come up. Right. I think they expected. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been uh, right. I've been running the you know those AHL scoring rate numbers all season, and uh, yeah, I mean LeBanc in eight games was one point six two points per game. You know, yeah. uh, putting up ungodly numbers. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. I mean, this the Sharks even now still have, or the Cuda have other guys that are at uh, rates twenty games into the season that are you know that pr- project anyway at being. Yeah you know, NHL guys. And that's, yeah. I mean, it's great news that this is, none of this is a problem, obviously. Yeah. 
But there are going to be more of these decisions coming down the pipe. Like right now, uh, you know, Timo Meyer was at uh, 0.88 points per game. So the, the basic, the rule of thumb anyway, uh, that someone a lot smarter than me uh, came up with. Was it, it 0.75? Then if you're uh, 21 or under, and then if you're uh, at a point a game, if you're 22 or older. Okay. That's for forwards. So what's, what's Goldobin um, at this what's, season? Uh, Goldobin right now is at 0.71. Okay. So he's right uh, at the, he's right at that. Cause he's, 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 he's struggled to find the back of the net lately, uh, for right reading. Um, yeah. And he had an assist yesterday, a uh, goal yesterday. Okay. Good. Uh, good. Not hurt. He got need yesterday. That's right. Bad. But he came back, right? Yeah. He did come back. Good. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he, he went on a pretty good tear to start the season, then cooled off. His overall AHL scoring, he's a .75 a game player over okay. the two seasons, yeah. um, which is good, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Adam Haluka had a big day yesterday, and in only 11 games, he's at .72. Daniel O'Regan is still lighting it up. He's yeah. 1.14 point a game. You know, that's an older guy, obviously. He's 22, but that's freaking incredible. Um, Tim Heed is still amazing. I mean, he again, an older guy, 25. That, that is old. But yeah. 0.95 points a game, you know, for a defender, that's – I mean, six goals and 14 assists. He's not doing it only one way. That is – Yeah. That's legit. And I know the Sharks do not have – you know, they, they don't. They do not have a space for a defender right now. No. But they're going to. I, that's I, a guy I, that they're going to have to think about when the expansion draft rolls around at this yeah. point. I think it gets. I think if, if the Sharks get a defenseman claimed, I think he gets a shot next year. The thing I'm interested to see, and I haven't watched him play enough, is you know, is he is he a TJ Brennan, you know, a, a classic quadruple A player who dominates the AHL, but right. you know, hasn't he really gotten a? Wouldn't say he's really gotten a huge shake in the NHL, but like doesn't put up the same scoring numbers. Um, right. Watching Heat in the preseason, I, I I think his game you know would translate pretty well. I think. He's played against in. adults for a while too, so it's not like he doesn't yeah, have he, that experience. He, played, he was the defender of the year in Sweden. In Sweden, uh, and that's Sweden not a bad league, a, right? It is a pretty good league these days. Yeah. Uh, you, that's where uh, Timo Meyer, I believe, was playing. Right? That's correct. In Sweden, was he playing? No, or Timo was, he was in Switzerland. Timo played la- played Canadian Junior last year. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, um, Goldobin. Uh, yes, yes. He played. In, Goldobin played in Finland. You played in Finland. Okay, yeah. Okay, I knew it was one of those Scandinavian countries. Yeah. So, yeah, they're gonna have you know they're gonna have more more tough decisions. Um. So you think you think one or both of Haley or Nieto get waived tomorrow? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Nieto gets waived tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I, I don't really see a reason to to waive Haley because I think that um, if you have just just from just from a coaching standpoint, if the the way that they're like like this isn't necessarily what. I, well, no, even even with what I would do, that's what I would do because I don't see a reason to have Nieto sit in the press box. What good does that do? Right. Um, because if you're going to, you know, you either need to have him get better with the Barracuda or you need to have him play. That's the two options. He's not good enough to play uh, with what I think is the optimal Sharks lineup, so he should play with the Barracuda. Haley is a better guy to have sit in the press box. And uh, I think that he, that, you know, if you want to give a different look to the lineup, you know, he's a guy that can actually provide that. And uh, he's not terrible. So have him up there then literally. And I mean, literally, I mean, since I've sort of been a Sharks fan, he's the best grinder the Sharks have had, I think. Haley? Right? Haley? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, he's better than, better than Burrish was when he got signed. Um, yeah. 
better than Mike Brown. Yeah, uh, certainly better than John Scott. Um, so we I mean, him. we love him, but he's yeah, certainly better than John Scott. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, none of this has anything to do with uh, the dudes. I mean, I don't no, know. Yeah. I don't, well, Michael. Actually, I, Michael Haley is the guy I know the least about. I mean, Adam Burrish was fu- it was hilarious. Uh, Mike Super Brown had an incredible. Oh, I I love Adam Burrish. He is hilarious. Yeah, uh, Mike Brown had an incredible mustache. John Scott's one of the funniest people on the planet. Yeah, uh, I've literally never heard Michael Haley talk before. Yeah, he uh he doesn't he doesn't get many many uh you know post game availability. Yeah, I mean if you you want if you still want to keep that grinder forward on your roster and. I think it's it's safe to say the Sharks do. That might not necessarily be what I would do, but as he's fine as your thirteenth forward. Like I, it's they have enough depth now where if he, you know, he, you know, he's still probably going to draw in the lineup over better players, and that'll frustrate us at times. But like, you can do so much, so much, so much, so much worse. The Sharks with, have done so much, so much, so much. Yeah, worse. exactly. And I, you know, I think another Haley's playing so well this year relative to those other guys is I, I think the Sharks' depth is a lot better than when Mike Brown and Adam Burrish were patrolling the fourth line uh, in San Jose. Um, And their, their forward depth, I think is, it's no question. It's unquestionably better. Um, But yeah, and I I said, I would think Haley is the guy, but I could also see them just keeping, uh, just keeping 14. If they do wave Nieto and he does not get claimed, uh, his entire cap hit would come off the books because he's under the $950,000. So seven hundred, yep. they'd have seven hundred thirty-five thousand dollars in cap space, um, and I'm I'm looking up, you know, who. And I, I don't think he's subject. I don't think re-entry waivers are a thing anymore. Um, I think they, the guy, the, the NHL, got rid of that um, in the most recent CBA. Yeah, because right now the Sharks are right, right up against the cap. Um, so you know, if if they waive Nieto and he's got seven hundred thirty-five, you know, they could then. They could then eat much more easily absorb uh, some of these other contracts of guys, you know, when they get called up, you know, if they wanted to call up uh, Marcus Sorensen or if they wanted to call up Mirko Mueller, they wanted to call up Goldobin, like they, they'd, they'd be a little farther off, but um, they'd still and remember able- they're, they're going to have to to send out another guy, obviously once uh Tom, Tom and once, Yeah. And what's hurdles. And I, you know, I, I wonder too, if, if they just, keep this as is right now because you know they've they've seen so many injuries um with but you i think you gotta just you gotta give people you gotta give guys games and if you don't think nieto is gonna get hurt um his presence will probably help the barracuda i mean i don't really i don't think nieto's really had an extended stint in the ahl in his career no i'm not sure if he's ever played in the ahl to be honest, I'm not. I I don't know. I didn't really follow the AHL team at all until they were in San Jose. Yeah, no, he's. I don't. Yeah, he hasn't played. He. I'm sorry. He's played two games for the Worcester Sharks. That's right. His his first season, he played two games for Worcester. He had five points. Wow. So that's good. Yeah, I I I could. I think it's getting. If you want to save that, if you want to crew the cap space, and you're you're hopeful that he's not going to get claimed. I don't think he would get claimed. I think it's. It's probably time to send him down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's time to send him down. And then uh, once, and I, and to me, once Hurdle get comes back, you you uh you wave you wave Tommy Wingles. And uh, really, you think so? Even if what, they're still struggling for goals. But of course, yeah, Tommy Wingles scored. 
listen, go, goals past do not indicate goals right. future. You know? Yeah. Tommy Wingles isn't good. I don't care. I think, he's got, he's I think Wingles has more value than Nieto, though. I think you could. Oh, get, yeah. Sure. I'm saying that, but, but Nieto's already. Oh, uh, no. You don't I mean, think so? Tommy Wingles is getting paid $2 million. I mean, listen, if you could find an idiot that is going to trade you a seventh rounder for him, great. Do it. At but the you, deadline, you know, maybe you retain some salary. Okay. Sure. I could, I could see it. I, I think sure. he has more trade value than Nieto. Okay. Uh, right, but I mean, like, to, I mean, it's right to make an analogy. This this bag of chips, which I've eaten almost all of, has more trade value than this right empty right. Starbucks. Cup. Yeah, no, correct. Uh, there correct. are like this is from Canada. This is uh, this isn't correct. Um, I, a, I think a, a player like Wingles has has more value than a player like Nieto. Even though Wingles doesn't score a lot, you know, he's he's an intangible guy. He's you know good in the room, so to speak. Okay. Um, well, uh, whatever. My my, my yeah. point. My point. My point was. You're not getting a lot. You're not getting don't, a lot. Don't don't don't. Well, actually, me. Okay. So if you can find. So right. Wait. Let's let me use a visual aid here. I like. I want the visual aid. Yes. I deserve that. After uh, that if you find a dinosaur, right, like uh, in Montreal, that wants some empty ketchup chips, right? Like, yeah. oh man, I'll give you these ketchup chips, and the dinosaur's like, oh my god, he's so good in the room. Yeah. Give him the ketchup <laughs> chips. And then they give you like I don't know what else do I have here? Um, this this baseball hat. Well, it's also from Canada. And you're like, oh man, wow, this is basically useless to me. But yeah, it's better than nothing. And yeah. you take it. Then great. Okay, fine. Whatever. Who do you think's more likely to get claimed off of waivers, Nieto or or Wingles? Oh, uh, Wingles for yeah. sure. Even with the contract. Yeah, yeah. Because Wingo, oh, Nieto is zero percent, and Wingles is like. One percent. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, they're gonna have they're gonna have some tough, some tough decisions when Hurdle gets back. That, it's not tough. No, Marcus, no. it's not. I, that's I, not. That, that's not tough. Yeah, I know you want it to be tough. It's not tough. Wingles. I, I don't. I will say. I. I'm just saying for the. You know, it's a and the on the personal side of the business, like that will be a hard. See, that would be a hard call for Wilson to make. And I guess I know it, it's a business. And Wingles has been there a long time. Been there a long time. Doug Wilson doesn't give a shit. We don't. We I don't know. We we're not going to pretend Doug Wilson cares. Doug Wilson has been perfectly happy to put a fucking child that's Dylan Demello in the fucking box. Sure. I hope. I, I hope that with withering away his career just yeah. because he doesn't want him to go away for nothing. Right. Doug Wilson doesn't give a shit. Yeah, okay. that's true. No, that's true. You make a good point. So I hope uh, they could go the Ryan Clove Douglas Murray trade route. Oh, me and too. Michael oh, Hansen and get something and get I mean, something. I I also hope so. Absolutely, yeah. that would that would be great. Uh, I mean, what did they get for Clo? Didn't they get like a second and a third? Well, no, that Murray trade is that's Doug Wilson's best trade of all time. That was did they, they got, get what two seconds? Two seconds. Man, that literally was the the bag of ketchup chips. Do we know who they picked with those picks? Because they got a lot of picks that deadline. That's a good question. Uh, I we should. I'm not going to look it up because I don't want to give it away for nothing. You should write a post about that. That's a good. That's a good trade deadline post idea. It absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we got to watch Calgary tomorrow. That should be pretty fun. I I, I like both these teams like, that are coming to the tank this week. They're I the Cal, Calgary. They're not a great team, but they're they're. I think they're a pretty fun team to watch. Anytime you can watch Johnny Gaudreau play, uh, is a he is. Uh, my least favorite player to watch play against the Sharks. It really? just he's so he, he just absolutely just terrorizes San Jose. Oh, anytime he's, he's 
he just eats them alive. Like he, uh, he is one of those players. And this is true last night as well. And I'm sure you noticed this, the, uh, that, uh, they had Taze and Kane out together a lot last night and, uh, against the, the captain line, they just dominate. Them. Oh yeah. They, they, they Joe and Thornton on the sharks for years. Yeah. Joe Thornton cannot play with them. He is so slow. He's, yeah. Did you see that, uh, that uh, boarding penalty uh, Thornton took against Taze last night. No, it's just amazing how much Thornton hates Jonathan Taze. That that's my favorite thing in the NHL. <laughs> he's just up behind him. He's like, no, 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 boom, just hits him cross. I don't blame him. him right right in the numbers. I'll say it. I don't blame him. No, no, I hate Taze too. Screw that guy. I uh, no. I, 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 through no fault of his own, I just don't like the fawning media coverage that surrounds him. And I then, don't like his mashed potatoy face. The desire to elevate him into the same conversation as Sidney Crosby at every turn is just It's like, adorable. It's, it's like yeah. uh that's it's please like my sport yeah. on every level. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, remember that uh, that, that sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little Timo? We haven't really yeah. talked about his, you know, we said he's been good, but you know, has Timo time lived up to our the lofty expectations that we said? I mean, he scored a goal in his first NHL shot, so <laughs> Uh, it's everything I could have dreamed and more. Uh, I still don't have my Timo Meyer jersey, so but that's uh, more a financial problem and less of a, right. a a personal problem. Right. Or I guess now it's also a personal problem. So, yeah. uh, little column A, little column B. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I think he's been great. I, I really, you know, the, the goal is great. Uh, I really, really like his playmaking ability and just the way that he. The way that he sees the rink is uh, is really everything I hoped it would be. I love his offensive instincts. Just when he gets the puck, it seems like he already knows where the other Sharks are going to be. And that's not because he has great chemistry with the guys he's playing with. That's just because he instinctively knows where a hockey player should be in a given situation when he's on the ice. He's a very smart player. He's so um, he's just so smart. He, uh, I think the biggest thing I, I think I've noticed the last, you know, games and change and also a little bit watching him you know when he did when he was able to play for the little bit in the preseason is um you know they, they drafted him high and there were some questions because you know he was bigger and stronger than his peers and he was a little older um but i think you know he's he's very much uh and it's kind of strange to say but he's very much a prototypical doug wilson player he just has a, a skill set and, and tools that we haven't seen in a a prospect that they've drafted like probably since Couture. And even then he has a, probably a better skill set than Couture had coming out of junior. Cause I remember when Couture got drafted, there were, there were significant questions I think about his skating. Um, mm. They knew his, you know, they knew his, I believe it was his skating. They knew his, his hockey IQ. Um, you know, this, the shark, like that's Wilson's MO. He loves to draft guys that have good hockey IQ and they figure okay, we can teach them to skate, you know, or we can get them bigger. We can get them stronger on a weight regimen. It's all about, you know, that's like, it seems like that's the main, uh, uh, you know, main reason. And, you know, I I think that's that step back year, you know, you still kind of question why they did that. But when you're drafting in the top 10 of the draft, you have access to guys with skill sets that you wouldn't have drafting at the back of the first round. And I think that's, you know, that's been, that's been clear with, with Myers uh first couple games. I think his his skill set is has really impressed me. and you know surprised me because they just they just haven't had a guy with you know top end you know top end skating ability, top end uh you know physicality, top end you know goal scoring and playmaking, you know 
and skating ever, really, probably since like Marlowe. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that the they also haven't drafted very well at the top end of the the draft. I think that's that's part yeah. of the thing as well. I mean, even a guy you know when they drafted Mueller, right? That's a guy they took very high in the draft, and they just didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you think of their 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 big guys that, that have succeeded. Uh, Couture, obviously, being one year that is a guy that they drafted that had question marks. But even a guy like Pavelski, who's obviously big time star, it's a guy that got late in the draft. Yep, and that's a guy who still doesn't can't skate. Yeah, um, uh, you know, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I think that has more to do with it probably than anything is that the Sharks are uh, because of the way that they draft are prone to get steals late in rounds and are prone to screw up top end draft picks. Yeah. And I think that we lucked into Timo Meyer a little bit. Yeah. Um, Cause I would still argue that, uh, and it's pointless and I don't think about it very often, but you know, guys like Barzal are probably still going to end up being better, better players in the long run. Yeah. I, I don't think it matters at all. And I actually think that a guy like Meyer is a better pick for the sharks right now because uh, the Sharks need to win right now, and Meyer is ready right now. Guys like Barzal are not ready yeah. right now. So I, I'm not complaining by any extent of the words. I just think that that it makes sense that if you look back at the way the Sharks have drafted in the past with Doug Wilson, that it makes sense that they got a guy that is more ready right now and that it just happens that the guy, had, because he's taken higher in the draft, he's more NHL ready. Um, yeah. It just kind of fits in with the rest of their MO, the way that they've drafted in, in the past. So I think that that's just kind of all working out together. So, I don't know. Better to be lucky than good sometimes. And honestly, the Sharks have been such an unlucky franchise in so many ways over the years that it's nice to have one of these, in a big way, obviously, go go their way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know what? I think that uh, it's nice seeing them go high and take a take take a european guy also i i, I was impressed they, by I that mean, what, all three of their last first round picks are all european like yep mueller uh goldobin and uh and meyer i i know they were a little averse of that because they like there was that draft and i think it was either it was 96 or 98 where they drafted like all finnish players like at the at, at the top of the draft and I'm, I'm pretty sure like the only one who panned out that they drafted was vesa toscala and even you know he panned out in teal, but once they traded him to Toronto, his career went ooh, south pretty quickly. Yeah, but without Vesitoskola, you don't get Logan Couture. That is very true. Yep, that is very true. So, uh, you know, the scouting, God willing, is a lot better now than it was in 1996. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially uh, European scouting, for sure. And to me, the Sharks are the, the kind of franchise that's going to have to do very well in a European scouting because we're always going to get beaten in Canadian scouting. We just yeah. don't, aren't going to have well, the resources. I mean, all three of those guys did play Canadian junior, though, to be fair. Well, that's true. But um, they had, hadn't they all played at some point in Europe? I think so. Like, 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 I think Younger, right? But, like, but they came over and yes. played junior like, at around like, the 16, 17 age, but they had played I, before that. In, I, think uh, I have to look up on each player, but I'm pretty sure each of their draft years was the first year they played in. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Because I think I've looked at all their player pages and seen like teams I've never heard of in languages I can't yeah. speak. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which would be a language other than, other than English, to be, to be clear. Chinese, obviously, I would be fluent, but once you get into Polish or something, I've got nothing. You got, you've got no shot. Yeah, no um, shot. That Polish, yikes. 
Uh, Meyer played in, excuse me, Mueller played in first, his first season in Canadian junior was his draft year. Yeah. Looking up Goldobin right now. And see, and that's the thing is that's why I think that European scouting matters because you're talking about a one year sample size. It's just their draft year. Goldobin, that's second, not good. Goldobin played two years in, uh, in okay. Canadian junior before his draft year. He had Where did he play junior? Sarnia. He was on a terrible Sarnia team. Redundant. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, they've been, I mean, they've been bad. Like, you know, he was asked to do, because that was, that was really the report on him coming out was, you know, yes, he's a minus yeah. 30, but that's because his team is terrible and he has to like, he carried the load for them offensively. Yeah, um, I was going to say, didn't he play like, he played like crazy minutes, I think also. Yeah. Smart for them to send him to Finland that uh, in between year between the AHL. Yeah, it was. For sure. So, so and then, uh, and then Meyer, I, I forgot to look up Meyer. We were just talking about him. Meyer had a great year junior last year, but obviously yes. playing in a crappy junior league. Just playing yeah, the, in the Q, queue. the Q helps. Yeah, um, but he did play. Uh, get to play on a very, on obviously on a very good team for the second half of that year. He started with Halifax and got traded to that. Uh, yeah, Meyer's second run. year as well was uh, his second year was. Yeah, in, was his draft year. So okay, but you yeah, know, played, obviously, I'm sure they, I'm sure they saw him playing. They shot these guys playing. You know, for the Russia under 18 or the, you know, Swiss under 18 teams. I'm sure they, you know, they've seen these guys, they've seen these guys in context other than Canadian junior. And that's right. where the European scouting comes into play. And the Sharks theoretically have always been good at that. And you kind of got to wonder how much the, uh, or you hope anyway, that the Hasso Plotner ownership uh, has a, has an effect at some point. Oh there. yeah. I would yeah, like, I'd imagine it has, got, uh, that they got, get some kind of an influence there. I'd imagine. Uh, I mean, I'd imagine it has. I mean, and even too, just outside of the draft, their European pro scouting. I mean, yep, they've signed Don Skoy, Carlson, Heed, yep. all those guys. Yep, absolutely. All right, so uh, you'll be at practice tomorrow. Maybe yes. at the game, we'll see. I know that's a Barracuda Sharks doubleheader, so that's always a little bit dicey because of all the yeah. scoots in the area. Uh, all right, we'll. Uh, well, the Sharks play Tuesday, then not again until I believe it's uh, – when do they play again? Is it Friday? Friday. Friday against Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. So we get uh, Todd McClellan back in the Shark Tank for the first time this season. And then uh, another break for the weekend. And then uh, at Anaheim on Tuesday. So we'll do another one of these at some point. I'm going to be on the road next Monday on my way to beautiful Denver, Colorado. Hey now. Uh, yeah, I've got to, on Tuesday next week. I will be at the Flames Colorado Avalanche game. Okay, doing some scouting. I'm going to try to bring uh, Johnny Gaudreau home with me, <laughs> and uh, Nate McKinnon also. Steal them both. Drop them on Doug Wilson's doorstep. Absolutely. Uh, hey, while we're while we're here, I uh, just got an email from the NHL Network. Uh, they rank the top 30 NHL sweaters of all time. Uh, would you like to guess what the number one sweater of all time? Montreal. Uh, no, they are number three. They're 1984 to 1997. Are the, are the Sharks one? Uh, they're in the top five. Good, because I know they won the hockey news. And I know. When, yeah. you walk, when you walk in, the, in like the club level, because that's the, right by the security entrance, they have, like, you know, they have all these like, kind of cheesy, like, like, you know, they cut out magazine spreads right, and right. frame them. They have the one of the Sharks jersey being named the best jersey of all time framed. Nice. Which is awesome. That's great. Um, number one, is it Chicago? Uh, no, Chicago is below the Sharks. Detroit? Which is, uh, no, that Detroit's not even in the... Oh, my God, Detroit's 13th. I'm going to be writing an article about this. 
this is going to be so. Great. Who's number one? This is shocking. Is it the is it Ducks ninety three ninety four? The Quebec Nordiques. <laughs> Their jersey's overrated. So the, I'll say three of the top five teams are no don't longer. exist, right? Yeah. Oh God. So who is it? It's Quebec, Minnesota North Stars. Yeah, Montreal Canadiens, Hartford Whalers, and then the Sharks. I, I I'm fine with the whale being ahead of the Sharks. That's a great logo. Yeah, it's great. The North Star sucks though. That's a terrible logo. Oh yeah, no, I think I mean, and the North East is mediocre as hell, and the Canadians is way overrated. The um, the um, the North Stars just have great colors. Yeah, it's fine. I just think the logo's terrible. Looks, I don't think the logo. I don't think. I don't think the pattern of their jersey was particularly cool either. And the Canadians logo is dumb. It and it's just, the Sharks looks... OG jerseys that are fifth, right? Yeah. 91, I mean, what? They're, they're apparently they're switching the alternate next year. This is the last year of the black armor. Yeah. You have to think. Yeah, because they're doing the, the, the whole jersey redesign for the whole league is coming next year because of the like. Oh, it's the first Adidas year? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, the, uh, so, right, that's why they had to wait until next year to do it. I think do you think the third year. is going to be a throwback, or do you think it's going to be those new secondary marks that they introduced over the summer? Uh, so, I think third is the secondary marks. Well, no. Huh. I guess I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I have no I idea. I mean, they should, that, that jersey, they brought back the jersey for the 25th anniversary. They sh- I think they should be, that should be a full-time alternate, I think. Yeah, that, that should be their full-time jersey. I was about to say the same. I was about to say the same. Just, just make that their home jersey. That's that. Yeah. Uh, I want to buy. I that's what I want to. I want to buy one of those. Yeah, I, I I love those jerseys. I thought it was so. I was so happy when they wore them last year. I know. I uh, I I was thinking that my next jersey. I wanted to be one of those, but I kind of want a Meyer jersey, and I he hasn't worn it yet, so I can't buy so, one. So, so it's a jersey foul. Yeah. Which I don't care about. Obviously, and you'd fit right in in San Jose because that is right. the. That is the we are the city of Jersey Fowls. Oh no 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 no! Anaheim is the city of Jersey Fowls. Kidding yeah, me? Oh, yeah, oh, dude. Both, both fan bases. You, every puck, every puck daddy roundup of Jersey Fowls. It's just it's pretty much like exclusively sharks and ducks fans with just yeah like, some kind of some kind of like awful pun like. Yeah, it's like oh, it's suburbs. It's suburb fans. It's San Jose isn't a city. It's yeah. a suburb. Anaheim yeah. isn't a city. It's a suburb. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, or like, you know, uh, if Florida had fans, it would be the same right, way. Right. Or Arizona, it would be the same. Or Ottawa, because Ottawa's not a city. It's a, it's like, because it, it, Ottawa's like a transient city, you know? So yeah. it's not really a city. And their uh, arena, their arena's in like a really bad spot, apparently. Right. It's in a suburb, yeah. It's near nothing. Uh, near nothing. It's actually not even in a suburb. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, hmm. exactly. That's the way it goes. Uh, all right, well, we'll do a post on this. Maybe we could do a, a ranking of our top five jerseys also. Yeah, that could be fun. I'll send out an email to people and see if uh, I can get some feedback I'm, on I that. I definitely have the – where did the Ducks uh, purple – Those are some of the you, – you don't like those. Oh, I love those. Are you kidding me? I love those. I love them because of the movies. Like Those movies suck. Okay, yes, but they were part of my childhood. Like well, Your childhood sucked. Hey, I'm not, I'm not one to disagree, but I – Okay, all right. They're, they're ranked 20th. The they ranked them above the California Golden Seals. Yeah, that's that. I wouldn't do that. I do think that the uh, Ducks should wear those old ones. Hey, full by, the, time by the way, by the way, by the way, when is that California Golden Seals throwback night? That's coming up. Soon. That is, is that that's t- coming up. Yeah, night? I saw the ad for that. That's that looks Man. awesome. Uh, uh, I have a Golden Seals shirt. I do have a Golden Seals shirt. It's pretty sweet. You should uh, see if you can uh, grab yourself one of those. I and apparently they're going to be selling 
merchandise on the concourse, so I might go early and like pick up a. Spot. Yeah, yeah. I've wanted yeah, a gold you know, you for a while. You just take the credential and you just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or you go before you pick it up I'm and dressed, uh, can you get dressed nice What's up? You wouldn't be the only one. You'd be like those. Uh, you haven't you ever been there before? Where you see like the group of like a very well dressed like Japanese tourists that go to like the game yeah. and you know. Or the That's business men who come like right from work. Right, exactly. It's like ah, I'm so big. Yeah. Um, I think it's oh, wait, January seventh. Like this, the game? Oh, is it? I think All that's. Right. I think that's the game. I I can look up the. Wow, that's, that's the game. We sh- oh, it's the Wings game. Interesting. Uh, that's what we should have done for the Fear of the Finnight. Speaking of, wow, what yes. a segue! January fourteenth. Uh, <laughs> I'm like Timo Meyer or David Schlemko right out of the the zone. Oh, the transition there. game is beautiful. Yeah. Um, you can go on to fearthefin.com. It's a pinned story on there. You can buy your tickets. There's a link. Use the promo code FEAR. Uh, I got my have my tickets even now, uh, finally. You can um, – it looks like there were not that many seats left, so you probably want to get on that. We're doing a – what do we have lined up right now? A post-game on-ice photo. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, it's also an opportunity to have your photo ta- – have like a, some kind of photo opportunity inside the penalty box pregame, which is cool if you're into that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, all you get, you have the opportunity anyway to buy both a Barracuda and a Sharks ticket. The Cuda tickets are really cheap. I think it's like $5 or something crazy like that. Uh, the Sharks tickets are like 40 bucks, I think for upper bowl. Uh, you can get lower bowl and I think that's quite a bit more expensive. I think that's closer to like 70 bucks, but they are lower bowl. And if you can afford that Godspeed, I certainly can't. Uh, so yeah, January 14th against the blues. That should be a really good game. Yeah. That's the plug. Western Conference Finals rematch. Woo! Uh, all right. You can follow Marcus on Twitter, at Marcus P. White. You can follow me on Twitter, at Jake Sundstrom. If you aren't subscribed to us on iTunes already, that'd be a lot easier than however you found this today. That's Fear the Fin. You can follow us on Twitter, at Fear the Fin. Yeah. All right. We're going to do this again sometime. Yes, uh, sometime soon. Most likely. All right. We'll talk to you guys again when we do this sometime again soon. Bye, guys.